Mana 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 this is social discasting welcome to social discasting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka brandon hope you're well my guest is a music video director whose work includes music videos for kira kira bonito this is the kit sweet babu and most recently the excellent music video for tim heidecker's song property off his most recently released album fear of death please welcome james hankins welcome hello Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. That's good. Thank you for asking me. Absolutely. So the the first fun question, how are you? Well, uh, <laughs> it's quite hard to sort of like just give that as a, like a, a quick answer. But uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right at the moment. Like most people, I think kind of experience sort of some weeks are better than others. I definitely had a real mad time in like, I don't know, when, when was that? Like maybe July? What I felt yeah. I was going a little bit crazy because I live on my own and I, yeah, I'd stayed inside and I hadn't really, well, I went out for like some walks and things, but I hadn't gone to any bars or pubs or anything like that. This is after obviously the lockdown is lifted in this country. Yeah. So um, yeah, just not seeing anyone, not really talking to anyone. Yeah, it was a weird thing. I kind of, I've had that once before in my life where, you know, bad thoughts start creeping in your head and you're like, yeah. just lack of sleep, just real anxiety and stuff like that. Um, luckily, I don't suffer too badly normally with that kind of thing. But um, yeah, it got quite bad. But I mean, now I'm fine in this country at the moment. It's quite difficult though to like every day there's, well, like how it is in America, there's just like, it's just nonstop like, just feels like we're being um, gaslit constantly by yeah sort of you know people in charge and uh, you know we, there's it, a lot of people spiking again there yeah yeah it's getting worse it just doesn't feel like anyone's in control or it's just like this it's just you sort of I, the people I've spoken to we just feel so hopeless and like yeah it's just relentless and you know also just from I guess from a selfish point of view there's nothing to look forward to you know it's just yeah. like, normally you have things in your diary you go oh cool I'll, I'll look forward to that and then at the moment there's just nothing and just no prospect of this ending so it's quite difficult yeah, it's, to your point like there's no light at the end of the tunnel and i have no concept of how long the tunnel is yeah it's very easy for like hopelessness to creep in i'm an optimist by nature so that helps mm. but i don't know it can beat you down sometimes because yeah i don't have anything to look forward to and i don't even know i need a checklist to know when i can start to look forward to something yeah, because I don't even know when that's gonna be. When like the pre stages of possible hope are, I have no idea. Yeah, if we had like a date and everyone knew what the date <laughs> was, and it was a whole big countdown, and we were like, right, countdown to June the first, and we were like, we had this big party arranged, and it was like this brilliant like month before it and we're all getting excited and we got a presents for people and you know it was like <laughs> we did silly outfits and things that'd be really nice but yeah like you say there's just no way of knowing what's going to happen and normally I like to predict things and I'm like make big statements to go oh, this is going to happen by this point yeah. and you know like oh I'm sort of predicting things but I just can't it's silly because every week it's just so different and who knows what you know I know I'm normally an optimistic person but I, I feel like over the last four years since we had the the brexit vote like i feel like i've just been sort of beaten down a bit and i've, I've lost part of my part of my sense of humor has gone like part of my i don't know like i was always quite ambitious and quite excited by things 
And now I just feel like it's just been punched out of me by just the last four well, years. Four years? Yeah, that's the same timeline for us. Or for, uh, I'll speak for myself, certainly. Four years, but for a different reason, but for a similar reason. And, you know, we're, we're enduring the, the COVID situation too, obviously, and there are similarities there. But yeah, I definitely feel like I'm... I'm still an optimist by nature, but I feel way more cynical. Yeah. And I don't like feeling that way, obviously, in general, let alone for the, in my opinion, very unfortunately justified. I feel like I've uh, kind of a sponge that's been wrung out a few too many times. Yeah. Before this, when we were talking, you had said that, you know, when you ventured out, you've been going on some walks, but then you've also been going to the record store and you direct music videos. So you've been, so music is everything i mean you love music obviously i've worked in record shops since i was about oh god when did i i, I worked at my uncle's record shop when i was I think about 16 and so okay. no maybe younger than that maybe like 14 or something uh when i probably shouldn't have been working <laughs> after school <laughs> but it was fun you know i used to like pack up vhs tapes and send them off of they were mainly like football or soccer as you, you you'd say but um to around europe and stuff like that and that was my first job and i loved it and uh so, and, and ever since then, I've always wor I've worked at like um, Virgin Megastore, a place called FOP in England. We've got and then Rough Trade, uh, another one called Rise. And then Rough Trade was the last record shop I worked at. So I worked there for altogether like seven years, the one in Bristol. And so I feel like that is a really, that's like a safe place for me to go to. So when we were in lockdown or when the shop started opening again, that was the place that I went to for my interaction with some humans. Yeah. And so I've got some friends still there. And basically, it feels like I still work. I, when I go there, I'm like rearranging things in the racks and like <laughs> talking to customers. And I go behind the till and, you know, like I, <laughs> I have my own box of putting things in. So it's, it's, it's really nice. And that was one of the places that, yeah. I, I could still go to. To have both this kind of like feeling of nostalgia, maybe in a way, yeah. while also being able to just revisit it now with lockdown off, you know, to your point, at a moment's notice, that's kind of the ultimate in a way, especially right now, to have that kind of safety blanket at this point. Yeah, we've all known each other for a long time, the ones that um from Rough Trade and um, Rise, and um, yeah, it's like a little gang, and um, it's, yeah, it's really nice. And I, like, so yeah, music is, is, is a big part of my life. And I guess it's, I mean, I was making stuff before that, but mm -hmm. I liked the way that, I mean, I grew up on, you know, MTV and MTV2. And so I was obsessed with music videos. So like music and the visuals were just always together. You know, I didn't really, yeah. I, I like when I listen to music, I imagine the video or I used to imagine videos and now I try and make them. So it's. I don't really sort of separate the two things. And that's why quite often the music, you know, a lot of like music that I like or bands or artists that I like are the ones that've got strong visual identities or they know what they're doing or like there's, a, yeah. there's something behind that as well. Coming up with, I guess, your idea for a music video, is it just listening to the music quite a bit? What is the process? Well, everyone's, uh, every time is quite different. So yeah. sometimes it'll take like just one listen and I think right that's it that's you know got the idea there we just yeah. go with that and and often like you know with a lot of things isn't it you first you got instinct is the one you should go with so I try and try and go with that but other times you know talking to bands or artists and just finding out I, I like to go and, I like to meet them and hang out with them and find out what they're 
how you know, what they're like. And I really like working with artists that have a sort of sense of humour or that just don't take themselves seriously. There's not been many, but I've really struggled with some artists that don't seem to have that and I just can't find something. There needs to be something in the song or about them that you can kind of like makes you, you makes you smile or like, like makes your... Yeah. Uh, I don't know, just sort of spark something off. I've been, I have been lucky, like nearly everyone I've worked with, I've kind of had that moment. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's different each time. Sometimes it takes weeks to kind of develop stuff and sometimes it's like, oh, got the idea instantly and it's really easy. And I've kind of got like a nice little sort of group of people in Bristol that I call on, you know, camera operators and producers and uh, other people. So... <laughs> Other people. That sounds really like dodgy. No, I mean, well, I know <laughs> Other you mean. People. Though, like, yeah, what do they do? Trusted crew of people to rely on and collaborators. But also, what's really nice is that I love working with different. Actually, saying that, I sort of contradict yeah. myself a bit because. I do try and work with different, uh, you know, a few different people each time just to freshen it up. Because, you know, I, I'm very aware that you can, I like to think that I've got a lot of different ideas and takes on things and sort of, you know, styles, but you can see yourself falling into the same traps, like doing the same thing. So you have to keep keep on your toes and like, you uh. know, you know, just and have people around you or watch certain things or uh, that just make sure that you put your head in a different, you know, look in a different yeah. direction. That's for me, that's the most important thing. I, I want to, you know, when I look back over the videos and make, hopefully they all feel di very different to each other. Not, I mean, not all of them, but like a lot of them hopefully do. So that's kind of my goal, really. Well, yeah, I get that too. Like a fear of potential, like complacency, yeah, or artistic or otherwise, and feel, you know, not necessarily. I yeah, you know, just growth on some level, but just that you're you. I, I imagine too, it's like somebody can see, oh, that's a James Hankins video, but not in the way that they're identical by any stretch, you know, because songs are by different people or just individual songs by the same artist can be so just diametrically opposed. And, mm. And and the music video should represent yeah that song or yeah. that vibe or whatever. Well, it's a hard one because like you kind of want to do the yeah you want to do the song justice and like you don't want to just come in with your own you know all right this is going to be all about my idea. You have to yeah. like respect the song and like know where the artist is coming from and what they want to do with their career or with that album in particular. But at the same time, I I do like to put my my own myself into it. You know, sometimes actually myself, you know, like <laughs> physically or objects from my life that I, that are like important to me. Because you kind of like, you know, you have to play with these things to amuse yourself and make it worthwhile. You know, I always th I'm always thinking everything I make, I'm thinking of my sort of like 80 year old self looking back, kind of going, oh, did I have a good time on that shoot? Oh, yeah, I put that weird thing from like school in there or I don't know. It's like in jokes, full of in jokes, but yeah. but hopefully not. You don't want the audience to go, oh, God, you know, the viewer just to be like rolling their eyes, which may have happened. Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you want to have fun with it, but obviously, yeah, you don't. You're that fear of like getting too self-indulgent or something or. Yeah. Oh, there are so many in jokes that it's for no one, yeah. you know, like get that accessibility. But yeah, I can imagine too that you still have to make it interesting for yourself. And I think that you can see work by other artists. It feels like, you know, I think that people respond to authenticity. And when somebody is bored by something, I feel like you can innately tell those things. Yeah. But yeah, that's important to be invested in those things. Yeah. And that's what happens when I get an offer in or like I'm sniffing around someone to do some work. I'm thinking, am I going to? Am I going to be excited a month down the line 
doing this you know is it still going to make me smile and laugh or am I just not <laughs> and and that is a lot yeah. of the time why you know if you I'll, I'll, it might say sort of no to certain jobs but then I don't it's not like I flooded with offers I'm not speaking of a job that did happen honestly this is what made me become aware of you was your video for property Tim Heidecker's property off of his album Fear of Death which like I said I love the album and I love the video and I think it's just it's so well done but a unique thing, I mean, a very unique thing about that is that you directed this entirely remotely. Yeah. That must have been a, an adjustment, to say the least. I mean, I can't imagine. Like, what was that like? Yeah, it was, it was a pretty, like, weird month, actually, from when... I, so I, I got contacted by Tim's manager, who I know, who actually, going back to the record shops, he used to come into the record shop. Uh, he worked for a different label at the time, and... Um, so he said he sent a message just saying, oh, you know, like, um, I know you're a big fan of Tim's. Do you want to pitch for an idea? So I pitched for something and Tim seemed to like it. I mean, he didn't really say much, but he seemed to like it. And then we had a phone call. You know, I'm a huge fan of his and I've been yeah. been a huge fan for probably oh, 10 to 15 years. Or, you know, whenever Tim and Eric was sort of starting. I miss Tom Ghost to the Mayor, but... Uh... Same here. That was my entry point as well. And then I had to retroactively see Tom Goes to the Mirror. Yeah, it, same. So yeah, I kind of, and even with Tim and Eric at first, I didn't really, I knew, I, it's always the same, I think. With, it's something I end up absolutely loving. At the start, I kind of go, what, like, what is that? Like, I'm confused, but like, so <laughs> sort of, I don't know. But like, I, you kind of have this love-hate thing with it. And it was the same with, do you know, the Scottish comedian Limmy? Yeah. He was on Office Hours actually quite recently. I had the same thing with him the very first time I saw his stuff and I was like, this is either unbelievably amazing or so bad that yeah. it shouldn't, you shouldn't have done it, you know. It's like drinking Sprite thinking it's water. Like, I like it, but my brain isn't prepared for it and I have to adjust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's all those things. The same with music, you know, the first time I heard, like, grime music in, 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 in England, you know, like, yeah. it blew, it, it just made me think differently about music and, and was really exciting, but I was like, it's, I don't know if this is good and garage music, you know, like it was the same thing. And um, so that's I'm always interested in finding stuff that makes me feel that way. Anyway, we were talking yes. about Tim, Tim's video. but No, no, no. I know what you mean. Though. But yeah, so it kind of like so, so Tim is a, is a big influence to me. And, and, you know, I'd say probably over, the, you know, everything I do, there's always like a bit of something he's done in it. <laughs> Hopefully it isn't too obvious, but, you know, uh, from sort of the um, sort of more weird tim and eric stuff to the i'm probably a bigger on cinema fan actually than i am a tim and eric fan i just think on it's amazing i think it's the greatest i think it's the best thing i think the trial was the best thing of the last 10 years like what a single thing you know if you had to pick you know one piece of art or whatever you know like one album or one it's inspired like i can't think of the other any other word for it and just the idea that somebody would have that idea let alone execute it yeah. to the degree by which it was like i'm i'm kind of in awe of it to be honest. and it went out every day for, did it go out every day for about <laughs> seven days and it was yeah. two, it was about an hour and a half each each one i think <laughs> the unedited yeah. one and and it just revealed and they just went over like every single thing that had come up in on cinema history the the 10 was it 10 series before yeah and it just managed to like I, but, but I didn't have anyone really to talk to about because it wasn't, you know, in England, it's not like a big thing. I'm guessing it's not like huge in America or anything, but it's niche, but it, it the people that are fans are fans. Yeah. 
I don't really have many people to talk to it about. So this is quite nice talking to you about it because because <laughs> I do think it's like I think and I think he will in time like be you know held up as like one of the greatest sort of comedians of this time. I think you know I, I, th- I think he's a genius, and I don't say that lightly. I think he's a genius, and and yeah, I I don't really label many people geniuses, but me neither. Anyway, so like you can so you can tell from what I'm saying that like I was a big fan, and then and then to get like. And I kept thinking, oh, at some point this isn't going to happen. And yeah. then, and then, so that yes, we thought, you know, this has got to happen. You know, it's in the middle of lockdown. Well, uh, you know, um, sort of a version of lockdown or whatever. But um, and obviously, I could go over there, which I would have loved to have done. But um, so my idea really was just to it was quite simple at first, was to take the album cover and sort of like have Tim in there in a sort of. I mean, the main reference points you could probably tell, like because it's quite obvious, yeah. but sort of a Disney. I don't know, I just kept thinking of films like, you know, like Space Jam and Who Framed Robert. Just that, <laughs> that mixture, yeah. you know, obviously it's not like, not as well done as that, but it's kind of like in in that spirit. And um, and yeah, he seemed to be fine with that idea. I think he's someone who just sort of, just he just lets people go. He, he does so much stuff that I don't think he gets hung up on one thing in particular. So he wasn't too worried, I don't think. And then, and then yeah, when it when it came to so I did some storyboards and blah blah blah, sent them off to him, and, and then we had the shoot, and then I had a great little crew, a woman called Charlotte Rutherford, who I've been a big fan of for a long time, and she managed to put this sort of little crew together, and they did it in a green screen studio, and then I was I was on I was in my kitchen here in the UK, like on Zoom, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and they had they held the laptop, they put the laptop on like a stool or something, and I was like looking at Tim, and then on one of the on one of the um you know the zoom sort of uh, options you know the squares was yeah. the camera the, the you know the, the the view from the camera so i had charlotte on one and then what i could see normally then the camera and i was like i was like this is nuts and i really had to keep pinching myself i was like i'm <laughs> directing like one of my heroes on yeah, zoom it <laughs> and it was in the mid- it was the middle of the night here as well and I was like, I said, like, I can't drink because I was a bit nervous. At part. I thought I have I have one beer. But then by the end, I was like getting really pissed and, and just like <laughs> shouting at Tim going, Tim, like, give it some more. Like, I don't know. I, don't, I can't even remember what I was saying, but I was like, just dance. Like we did some takes where I just got him to like, just do whatever. And I think he was at first, he was like, not sure because he doesn't like music videos. He made that quite clear. Yeah. And he, I don't think he was like that keen on being like a character or anything and and I didn't want to like push him into doing anything like that but by the end he was great and he was just throwing himself around and doing silly things so it was great it was it was such a cool experience and um for me that's you know I, I might as well just sort of like do something else now because I don't think I can sort of top doing a video <laughs> for him in my eye you know in my world but um so then, yeah, so then after that, we... So it was done in two weeks, right? Or the animation was? Yeah, the animation was done in two weeks. So from when we got the footage back, sent in the post, me and an animator called Alfie, who I'd never met before, but actually lives here in Bristol. So we got to know each other and he's great. and Well, he's amazing. You know, he, he turned around the whole thing in two weeks. So the process was we were just chatting every day on WhatsApp and just voice memoing each other, just saying, you know, like going through each, each scene. There was loads of stuff to go through I won't bore you with all the details but essentially yeah we got it all done in two weeks down to how fast he was working and the hours he was pulling and um yeah I was really happy with the end result and um and it came out and it seemed to go down well and you know I was worried because Tim and Eric fans and stuff like 
Well, I guess it's a different kind of a, a fan of his that is w- watching his music videos. So, yeah. but I did it in my back of my head. I was like, you know, what are Tim and Eric fans going to think of this? You know, or but then from just like the last few weeks on Twitter and stuff, it he's got a weird like. There's so many trolls and stuff following him, and it's kind of hard to gauge exactly what the reaction is. Yeah, it's tough because, like, to your point, he's got like these different silos of fan bases because he's done so many different yeah. things, and some of them are so disparate. Just the things he's done that it's like good luck, good luck guessing what it would take to appease all of them because because yeah. they're just it's all so different. It would just be an insane thing to try to do all tick all of those boxes yeah but it's funny too that when his album came out and i know that he'd done he did like the the trump album before this and and some other music and musically he's so gifted which is wild because he could do that primarily if he wanted to and this is like the fifth thing it feels like but it's truly i'm in awe of that you know i can't imagine i think he described it recently as like he does a lot of things pretty good i think was his phrasing wow i don't know about that <laughs> i don't know I, I feel like he's underselling it but then again maybe that maybe that that's that discernment i suppose is why He's so good. Yeah, and I think I, I get the impression that he's really into the music now. Like, I'm sure he was into the music before, but I think he you can sort of tell, can't you, through Office Hours and stuff, that he's quite excited. He seems more excited about musical projects than yes. comedy now. And but you know who you know, I think what I think he should just do yeah whatever he wants, and um, he seems to um, who knows what he's going to do next. And that's the exciting thing. That's that's the thing about. The best artists, the ones that like you can't really pin down. What yeah. you can't, you, they will just surprise you. And so, yeah, that's yeah, it's all good. Yeah, but to your point, it really does feel like it feels like music really has his attention right now, mm. and that's very exciting because, like, genuinely and admittedly, it took me a second to adjust my brain from comedian to comedic elements, you know, in the music. To just a straight up like 70s ish record. Yeah. My brain had to adjust to that. And then once it took me a second to do that, once I did, it is, I think, genuinely fucking fantastic. Same thing. I When I heard In Glendale, it's called In Glendale, isn't it? The first like proper album. Well, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I liked yeah. it, but I was just like, oh, is this. Because I was expecting him to be in character. So when it was like very clear that he wasn't in character, I would hate him to hear this, but I sort of view him, the normal him, as like another character. <laughs> so yeah. he could never just be himself. So it's, I, I sort of even think when he's just doing office hours, it's sort of like, it's not really him. <laughs> yeah, but even then you can see glimpses of him when he comes out, you know? Yeah. Like, so even when he like breaks when they're laughing or little moments, like you, yeah, you can tell it's obviously like a, a heightened version of him or like a, a morning zoo radio show type host. Yeah version of him but it even then it's just it seems like a lot of other things frankly effortless yeah it's it's all fascinating stuff and that's why um yeah i'm just i'm down to whatever he's gonna do next you know i'll, I'll sign up to it you know in advance you know yeah i agree i know he's got that that uh nasa comedy oh yeah that looks good yeah i'm coming out in the next month i believe and i'm very excited for that it looks very funny yeah, I'm thinking, now I've done a music video, can I be brave enough to send him, like, a sketch idea or something, or, like, a short film? But, it, you know, like, yeah. yeah, that's, like, such a... That seems like even more of a sort of... I don't know. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Like, I don't know. I It's a weird thing that right now, uh, with everything going on, I'm not, like... I'm a very, like, passive person by nature. I try not to be pushy with people. Mm. But in this climate, I find it nigh on impossible to be 
nervous about anything because I'm just don't want to die. That's true. So, yeah. You know, so in that regard, I'm taking way more chances and not again, not in like a an evil, brazen, pushy way, in my opinion. But I'm still taking more chances than I would normally because I just can't get nervous about anything else. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's definitely changed changed things in your mind a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, what were some of the big music videos for you? Oh, well, like I said, I kind of just watched MTV all day, every day in the 90s, yeah. sort of like mid 90s onwards. So the big ones, I mean, they're pretty, they're, they're obvious, really. They're like Spike Jones videos, they're Gondry videos. I think things like, you know, Beastie Boys Sabotage was like, it had quite a big impact on me just because it was funny, you know, like, yeah. and for quite a while, I think I didn't think of music as being something that was funny i don't know it, uh, no maybe not and so there were certain things in the mid 90s happening in america that were funny like pavement and beck and beastie boys and stuff like that, that i'd see and and that sort of although brit pop was kind of silly and stupid but like that sabotage video was like a sketch yeah like playful having fun almost weirdly like meta in a way as a response to the, almost like the seriousness of music videos. And to your point, like that, in a weird way, I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, it was amazing. And I used to I used to wait till it came around again, you know, like sit there all day yes. waiting for that to come around again. Hype Williams videos, you know, like Missy, Missy Elliott videos and yeah. just how colorful and like massive they looked, you know, like... Uh, what's that Buster Rhymes one? I can't, um, can't remember. Give me some more. And like, you know, the, re the really cartoon. Actually, that's quite a weird link with the Tim Heidecker thing because I think quite often I am trying to make a cartoon. Like, I, I think <laughs> I'm trying to sort of make a, a like a real life cartoon. I think those Hype Williams videos were quite a big influence really in that way. There's like lesser known people like John McLean who was in a band called the Beta Band and they were like a massive... Oh, I love that band. Yeah, they were a huge influence for me. Like I think probably seeing them the first time. So I was probably 16 or 17. I saw them just after the three EP, in between the three EPs and the first yes. proper album. And that like completely like blew my mind really like because their live shows were just nuts they would do all kinds they'd be like they'd be amazing visuals they'd all be in like weird outfits they'd be sort of like constantly just swapping instruments and running around the stage there'd be plant pots everywhere there'd be i don't know and like, it was very performative yeah but they weren't like they were funny with it they didn't take it seriously well obviously they yeah. didn't take it seriously they had all these silly things also there was a great feeling in the crowd it it's sort of like everyone was willing them on like they would always be making mistakes and it felt like it was always falling apart and that's another thing that i guess their spirit and their attitude when i saw them that's when i decided i'd like to be in a band and then it was a few years later when i actually did form my band but they really influenced what we did <laughs> i mean what was the name of the band it's not well known or anything but we were no, called, um olo worms and um and nice. we did like a couple of albums and uh, we did some like small tours and things like that and got a bit of radio play but we didn't really i mean we weren't committed enough i don't think or i was committed <laughs> to it the others <laughs> as soon as they people get married and have kids then it like everything changes so i mean it kind of fizzled out but yeah so he, john mclean who is in the band he who actually directed um slow west the films do you know the film slow west i don't think so no came out a few years ago so he he made all the videos and that was really inspiring to see someone in the band, you know, make these videos, they're really low budget, you know, just like 
if you look at those early beta band videos, they're just them in, you know, they're like in sleeping bags, like rolling down hills and things like that. And yeah. they, they, and, but they had a really great feel to them and really homemade. And I, I really loved that. And so I started sort of doing... I just, I started filming, I started taking photos out in parks. <laughs> like, I think I was trying to make Beatabat videos with my cousins and my friends. And we just do, we would just dress up in like, my mum had like this wardrobe that had just all my, her and my dad's 70s gear in. And um, yeah. <laughs> we'd go out for a night out and then we'd come back really drunk and dress up and then go out back into town and just like cause trouble in town dressed up as these sort of like i guess it was like the set it was like sabotage as well thinking about it uh, like <laughs> 70s cops That's amazing. but but we'd take photos of just like in sort of doing strange things so i don't really i mean my friends must have i don't looking back now it's kind of funny thinking about it but they just went along with it but i was just there taking photos and filming it so i think i've always wanted to like do that even when I wasn't in a like a filmmaker role, if you like. So it almost like it was a natural progression in a way. Or I mean, when I was really young, I mean, I've always wanted to make. When when I was when I was like seven or eight at school, uh, we had to draw what we were going to be when we were older. And I drew a film direct. I drew me as Steven Spielberg, like in a director's chair, pointing. <laughs> so it's kind of. I don't feel like I've ever had anything other than, uh, 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 there's never been anything else I've wanted to do. And I see yeah. music videos as like, as the sort of bridge, hopefully, I'd like to make films one day and music videos is like, feels like my, you know, everyone, when they're making films, they have different paths, don't they? Some people like go to film school and it's very, it's done that way and other people do it through acting or whatever. I, I For me, music videos feels like the route for me. But yeah, so like growing up with MTV and it was massive and just being surrounded by music and a lot of my friends were in bands and stuff all through from when I was a teenager till, um, you know, now. So to your point, like it sounds, yeah, it definitely seems like to put it lightly, I mean, you're idolizing like Spielberg and wanting to be a Spielberg when you were young and just a, a director in general mm. and then music being such a major influence on you from music videos to working at various record stores like you said over the course of like seven years and seeing beta band live and just how performative and oh what this could be and kind of acting those things out that yeah it seems like the music videos were and just through the prism of music an absolute natural entry point for you yeah yeah definitely yeah they're just such a great I mean it's they're just a, such a great little a thing. What are they? I don't know. I mean, with YouTube now, it's like... I sound like such an old man with YouTube now. <laughs> um, well, it's a very different thing now with YouTube. It is. It is. And and I'm not saying it's worse or anything. I'm just saying it's um, it's different. It's like there's no... Because there's no music television, not just like MTV, but there's just nothing, you know, on... There's no show on TV. You can have a totally different approach to making something for youtube can't you i don't know i don't know really what i'm trying to say here but i feel like you need your motivations are different because you're in this sea of music videos and you need to stand out yeah. and that could mean making far different choices than you would have as opposed to in the 90s where you make it there really weren't that many in the scheme of things mm. and you're just put on a channel and you're played like 15 times a day in a random loop yeah. I mean, I love, don't get me wrong, I do really love a lot of videos that are being made today. There's some amazing stuff. And, and I also, I love like the really lo-fi stuff that people make themselves. And, and yeah. that's what I, I think if I was in a band, I would just do everything myself. I don't think I would pay anyone to do anything. I think, I think it just looks better when you make it yourself. But, um, I guess that's it's, not. This is the time for DIY. 
like truly just everything and granted this is kind of an extraordinary example but you have with the Steven Soderbergh's of the world we're making like high flying bird entirely on a cell phone and again that's an extreme case but you wouldn't necessarily know that was filmed on an iphone otherwise no what's that other really good film i haven't seen it yet that was all filmed on an iphone um he did unsane as well i know isn't there one called tangerine or something yeah. i really want to see it it looks really good but i've heard it's fantastic i just haven't seen it when i hear about stuff like that i kind of beat myself up i was like yes you should have made something by now on your phone you know like <laughs> yeah i, I think um it's exciting there's just there's just lots of ways of making stuff and you know that's the that's the great thing about music videos is that you know it only takes a few weeks or less than that and then you're on to the next thing and you can have a totally different approach to it you know my next video i'm doing i'm doing like a painted sort of stop motion thing so it's kind of it's um yeah it's I, i like that about it you can just hop from one thing to the next it's a it's a nice it's a nice Thing. What do you call it? A thing? I keep saying a thing. It's a nice medium. Medium, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, a medium is a thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's something new with way more, yeah, way more frequency than a movie where it's, I would imagine, yeah, you've got a man, if you're making a movie, you have to believe in that movie. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I have the attention span to be able to do something like that as opposed to maybe a music video to your point where, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to minimize it to say it's easy because it's not, but it's far different than two years of your life. When you hear stories of how long it takes to make films, it, it does scare it does scare me a bit. I still want to do it, but it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> everything, when I make anything, everything else goes out the window. I sort of like, yeah. I just, I eat really badly. I don't exercise. I don't see anyone. And... And then to think, oh God, if I was to actually try and make a film, what would I be like? <laughs> I'd go, I'd, I'd be a mess. Yeah, I get that That for whatever, I mean, whatever the case may be, but like that tunnel vision too of uh, this is my sole focus, I'm intense on it, and and kind of everything else is white noise by comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, two years of, if I were in that position, I'd be eating like shit and I'd be like, yeah, it's done and I feel awful now. <laughs> yeah, is it worth, <laughs> that's what you have to keep weighing up, like you, the things you lose in your own life versus what the yeah. end result is, you know, was it worth losing all that sleep just for a music video a few thousand people are going to watch, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I'm very excited about the prospect of that stop motion animated video you're talking about. That sounds really cool. But oh, thanks. Is there anything you want to point people toward? I just say Instagram, I guess. So it's Hankins with two underscores. Okay. And I don't know. Yeah, plus, yeah, it's probably the best place. But, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again for your time. Like, this is a lot of fun, and it was really cool to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Yeah, lovely to speak to you. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Just please wear a mask. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to other people. Thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs>